1: Raised by Wolves, Season 1, Episode 7 is over, and it has been for a while, but we are just getting started talking about it here on Post Show Recaps on the Raised by Wolves podcast. Talking Season 1, Episode 7, Faces. Uh, I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Grace Leader. Grace, who had faces off? <laughs> on uh, the bingo card for Raised by Wolves, I don't know. Yeah, uh,
3: not me. Not there was me. a real that was like yeah.
1: sp- Space Travolta versus Cage at the end of this
3: one. At high from faces, uh, mm-hmm. this
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are uh, lots of people facing each other, facing themselves, yep. sometimes doing both. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in this episode of Raised by Wolves. Uh, there is uh, an almost space bar mitzvah in this one. <laughs> uh huh. Doesn't go quite so great. Uh, we basically are getting to see what's it like once the Mithraic move in, Grace. It's sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy pretty, times here at Camp Wolf.
3: Pretty sloppy. Pretty exactly what I remember church feeling like, at uh-huh. least <laughs> for yeah. like, I think, like Vita and Campion uh, mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not not super great. Not super fun. Uh,
1: but I think a, a really eventful episode of the show certainly ends in this very provocative way of Marcus telling Sue, we're not going anywhere. Uh, the Paul's not the prophet. Like, the kid isn't the prophet. I'm the prophet. Uh, which always feels like, can you call yourself the prophet? No. Isn't that something someone, ha- like, it's kind of braggadocious to say I'm the prophet.
3: No, it's like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah. It you doesn't know. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, I'm Rock. Like-
1: yeah, yeah, call me Rock now. <laughs> yeah. I'm never gonna call you Rock. Yeah, uh, it's me, a Rock. I'm the, I'm the one. You can't call no. yourself that. Can't like I that. have to. Del- I have to. Like you can't call yourself
3: Prophet. Someone bestows you the nickname.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Marcus is trying to anoint himself not just his eminence, uh, his eminence, but also uh, profit, uh, profiteering potentially here. Uh, on kepler 22b Uh, so it's a lot going on in this one we're going to talk through it all Uh, of course season two of raised by wolves already underway we are going to be starting our season two coverage in just a few days time kicking that off i believe on valentine's day grace is when the first season two podcast is going to drop here and we will be there uh, all week long, season two, episodes one through three on the uh, the Monday through Wednesday of Valentine's Day week. Uh, and then we'll probably get it to you pretty late uh, on Thursday when season two, episode four drops that day. And at that point, we're in the weekly game here with Raised by Wolf. So yeah. we're almost all caught up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about it.
3: Yeah, hopefully things are better between mother and father when we drop a podcast (laughs) on Valentine's Day. Hopefully things have, like, maybe, yeah, between Marcus and Sue Mm -hmm. as well. Things have, like, soothed over. That would be nice.
1: That would be uh, that would be very nice. Of course, uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast feed if you have not done so already. Postshowrecaps.com slash wolves will get you the RSS link for the Raised by Wolves podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to our HBO show recaps feed postshowrecaps.com slash HBO pod. We'll get you our HBO shows recapped uh, feed wherever you get your podcasts. Ratings and reviews, always tremendously appreciated. Uh, it's a great way to support the network, and you don't have to do anything other than write some kind words and click a couple of buttons, only if you mean it. Um, but it would, really, uh, it would be really, really helpful for, for us as we are uh, looking to expand the wolf pack, Grace.
3: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
1: yeah. Is that what we call yeah. ourselves? It's the Wolves Pack.
3: Yeah, I like that. That's good. That works. Yeah.
1: Um. All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. Great. Uh. Keep that so, fungus. Yeah. Keep we got fungus. that. <laughs> we'll hold on to that. Throw that into the silo with Campion. Yep. Um. Speaking we'll think- of speaking of which, Grace, as this episode begins, slow mo running sequence as a Campion running through Joshua Tree on his way to
3: Mother. Mother, Mother no! What have yeah. you done? Your milky fluid is all over the ground, it's all, mother. It's all over the ground, mother. Um, yeah, yes. Pulls it, it, grabs a gun quite quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Campion unleashed here. Uh, he's very upset. He just watched his mother get horribly, brutally injured. Uh, so I think it makes sense that Campion is very upset. He's pissed at Paul. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this
3: this relationship, I don't know. I think that's the fracturing of it's
1: Paul be and tough. Campion going to be tough it's uh, on again off again a few times but i don't know uh, yeah uh
3: yeah uh when campion pulls the gun it's like his mother had just told him recently like you know there's no don't don't resort to violence you know but uh i guess it ultimately works out for mother uh, as, as, as of the end of this episode but right know, perhaps if campion just shoots all of them they can get away
1: i know know, but she tells him uh she reminds him again here once you know marcus is trying to get campion to not shoot everybody and so is mother uh mother saying campion remember violence won't help give him the gun um you know campion is special and shouldn't be tainted by violence uh so even 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 now and i wonder how much of this is Uh, even without my eyes, I'm a necromancer. I'll probably be able to get my way out of this. And also, I think a little bit of maybe adopting father's attitude uh, from earlier in the series of um, Campion's best survival uh, uh, prospects in this moment in time are to not blow it with fellow human beings.
3: Just get baptized, blend in, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, keep your head down kind of thing. Um Marcus is going to drag Campion away and throw him into the silo. He says, I'm only gonna put you in here until I can figure things out. And Campion's like, Liar, <laughs> Liar, Liar, pants on fire.
3: I learned that one from father. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's true. Uh, they have previous eminence had his pants on yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so be yeah. careful who you're calling a, li- a liar. Then. Yeah. yeah. Pants do get has... set on fire here yeah. on Cap 422 This is a man who has set people on fire. So mm-hmm. be careful. Campion. Yeah. Yeah, poor campion locked at the silo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, all the, the
3: carbos in there are radioactive. I even like to get free food it. out of it.
1: No. And he's in the meat locker too because the <laughs> teacher great. is hanging from the ceiling. So add insult to injury. Uh, this is horrible. I do love the Campion's like, uh, is that what Earth was? Just a bunch of lies. You can't tell the truth about anything. And Mark's I, like, yeah.
3: I much. mean, ba- I mean, basically, <laughs> yeah. like I'm living through it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, that's that's it's, you got me, Campion. Um, poor mother uh, is getting hoisted up in a separate silo. Um, Cassia says, "Well, she's smaller than I thought." Well, you haven't seen her in, in bronze necromancer mode up close, Cassia. Yeah. Um, but the mother with uh, the, the chest injury who is without her eyes is currently pretty vulnerable and vulnerable enough to be strung up inside the silo. And uh, struck me, Grace, that she's kind of um, positioned not unlike the pentagrams on oh, yeah. the pendants. and you know, oh, the Five yeah, points true. of mother.
3: Also, uh, what's that? What's the art that's like the person? Uh, the Vitruvian uh, like... Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any relevance there, but yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I would have to know a lot more about the Vitruvian Man. Uh, to... You knew what it was called. I didn't even know what it was <laughs> knew called. What it was called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe that's a Da Vinciism. The Vitruvian Man. Uh, pretty sure that that's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's extra
3: God. arms and legs on the Vitruvian Man.
1: Got it. Oh God. Yeah. Rare moment of intelligence followed swiftly by uh, revealing a lack thereof. Uh, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm not a Is yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, um,
3: if somebody in the Discord has a theory for why she looks like the Vitruvian man, mm-hmm. you let us know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, in the dome, uh, they're putting a sheet over father. Paul is standing over him, and Marcus comes in, and he gives Paul this helmet. And it's like the kid wearing like a fireman's hat at the fire station. So yes uh it's like so big on him he's like there's my little soldier i'm so proud of you i was like oh great mom are you proud of me too she's like mm, yeah, yeah yes. sure yeah
3: sure much uh, uh much more of this like you know uh, manipulative uh uh marcus being like hey, yeah little, sol- little soldier you good yeah, work you're a
1: little soldier you did great yeah you yeah. did so good uh and he's, i'm hungry you guys hungry i made a trap I made a trap i can make a, <laughs> a good dinner with the meats yeah, and they're like, okay, we'd love to check out the 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 traps. That like, there's great. all
3: these farms. It's uh, there's all this food. Why can't we eat the food? It's like, well, it's radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: yeah. Uh, so um, they're gonna go. they're gonna send Paul to like go figure out a food situation. There's food back at the barracks. Uh, Marcus is gonna notice that father's hand is twitching. So yeah. there's still life left in father and we will have a, an opportunity to explore that further. Um, but Sue for now is less interested in the the life in father and more interested in their collective uh, lives herself, Marcus and Paul and how mad she is at Marcus for sending him off effectively to war. That he, uh, She says, you're no different than the people who sent you off to war um and she's like why are we still sticking around this is after she's punched him in the face mind you
3: yeah um, she rushes and she punches yeah punches yeah. Like um, um yeah. i mean i i get what she's saying here like come on let's just go we have each other we'll go to the tropical zone uh pretty bad plan to sustain um life humanity if just the three of you i feel like you know that's i don't think cause, you know poor paul will just have to like live with his parents forever <laughs> you know? i know it's
1: a tough <laughs> that's, deal that's
3: tough yeah after yeah.
1: all Tough yeah. uh, so She wants to go to the tropical zone. Let's ditch the Mithraic. They suck. They're terrible. And if we keep hanging out with them, we're not survivors. We're traitors. Yeah. Uh, think about everything that they did. They destroyed the planet. Uh, and Marcus says, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to reprogram the androids and then we'll go. And Sue's like, androids? Yeah, both
3: you're, you're of them? You're going to reprogram both of them? It's like, we, yeah, just, I get it.
1: We, we just need the service model. Yeah. We, we don't need a... Don't need the uh we don't need the necromancer. We should destroy the necromancer. Uh Marcus, while this is happening, spots something in the dome. He sees the scalpel made of the pentagram pendants, uh, which, if we recall, when Marcus had that fever dream not terribly long ago, he had a vision of himself holding the scalpel yep. and using it to kill Sue. Right. Uh yeah. And he just kind of like look at Sue once he looks from the scalpel, looks to Sue. Um, I remember first watch certainly. And even this time, just like being like, ah, uh-oh. That's not good. That bad. That I don't bad. really like
3: Sue. I really yeah. love Sue. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want anything bad to happen to Sue.
1: Yeah, I'm really enjoying Sue on the rewatch for sure. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, she's matched. like, you spent your entire life watching the necromancers torch your friends, like yeah. incinerate us. And yeah. now you don't want to destroy her. You want to befriend her. Uh, and Marcus's argument is she's the most powerful weapon on the planet. If there are more ships coming from Earth we are going to need, uh, you know, some defense. So without her, whatever we're going to build on the tropical zone is going to be taken from us. So that's Marcus's logic here, but clearly something that's humming underneath all of this grace is the voice in his head saying, yeah. let her live.
3: Yeah. Let her live. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think here that like, yeah, he should really should just destroy it. It's like, this is very, again, to me, there's like, um, definitely some like horror elements to the show where you're like, this is such a bad choice you're making, but like, yeah, it's not gonna make any other choice. Yeah. It's just gonna keep the necromancer alive.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Um so uh we see there's a funeral. Uh there's a funeral for the fallen Mithraic. It seems there's only three Mithraic Wh- who died.
3: Well, uh there's three piles but i do recall at least someone being like absolutely obliterated yeah Not oh maybe they get their yeah. own
1: <laughs> I don't know is that they... in the mithraic bible grace uh that uh if you get just utterly obliterated you no longer have a soul so you don't even get a headstone you don't yeah you
3: don't need it yeah
1: ah, that's brutal Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I forgot. We didn't raise this out last episode, but like the seat where like she blows somebody up and then they just leave like basically this like disgusting spinal cord on the ground. It's so gross. It's mm-hmm. so disgusting.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, it is pretty nasty. Just like, yeah. Little like bits of sludge. Visceral, Yeah. Yeah. Go. Um, okay. Marcus is going to come to mother who he calls. Hello. Lamia. Marcus with that razor sharp memory. Uh, That was back in episode one. I almost forgot. Yeah. You know? Uh, The name she pulled
3: out, a fake name she gave. Yeah. Yeah. Hello,
1: Lamia. Uh, Where's Campion? He's in timeout. Uh, What is timeout? Um, You never did timeout with the kids? No wonder they're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Timeout's a valuable tool. What are you doing not doing timeout? Uh, So... Uh, she says, well, "Let me take Campion, and then let me. T- You're, you've got Paul. You keep Paul. Let me take Campion and the rest of the kids, and we'll leave in peace." He's like, "Wait, you want to take the kids you kidnapped, and you think I'm gonna like let you do that?"
3: Yeah, some real weird like uh, ownership battles here. Like, yeah. uh, you have Paul, so we'll take all the rest of them.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. But mother plays the game, Grace. She's well. Uh, let me just ask you a quick question there. Uh, Marcus. Yeah. Is that who you really are? Does everyone know that that's not you? And he's like, What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, I sensed that you had changed your face. I detected the surgical scars. You were, you were with the atheist. I sensed that you had originally had a face tattoo. You're an atheist. And he's like, well, Is that why you didn't kill me? Uh, and
3: she says, Yeah, I mean, look, we're, you know, uh, we've got more in common than you think. Yeah, we talked about this in episode one. It's this like very weird thing where like she does not kill him. She's like up close in his face, yeah. and she just she lets him live. Um, yeah, and we get a little bit, I think, enough here to be like, okay, sort of makes sense that like something in the back of her head would be like, you're not you, so I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, um, it is interesting because in many ways, uh, mother is not exactly as we see her. Uh, she changes her face literally all the time. She comes a big bronze uh, statue. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Uh, and, you know, she's, yeah, she's very used to this. She doesn't need surgery. She can nope. just kind of like, uh, she doesn't even need to snap her fingers to change her face. Nope. It just happens. Yep. Sometimes she has to like, you know, put her arms out, but.
3: Yeah, she has to put her eyes on.
1: Yeah, I, well, just got to put my eyes in real quick. Uh, and so uh, she's saying, uh, you know, he's like, I've seen a lot of your kind kill a lot of mine. She goes, look, we're not here to repeat history. <laughs> Let's, you know, I, ignore them. Little
3: small little things that uh, killed everybody on the show.
1: Travis Femel with this little flourish with his arms. He's like sitting down across. From, well, here we are, uh, uh, you know, repeating really history. Great. This scene is great. Uh, you it know, getting, great. getting this moment between Amanda Collin and Travis Femel, uh, you know, mother and Marcus who have been on different sides of the battlefield all across this. And, and one of the things that is uh, really compelling is. Um, You know, he is an atheist parading around, not just as a Mithraic, but as the eminence, uh, the leader of Mithraicism, I don't know. Uh, And Mother was a former Mithraic android uh, reprogrammed to be an atheist. So, um, you know,
3: there is a little
1: bit of like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta meeting up in the prison with the gravity boots uh, quality to this.
3: Well, also uh you know uh Caleb Marcus like was very like you know for everything that Sue says was like very staunch in his beliefs so that is slowly as he is hearing the voice of uh, who i guess presumes to be someone maybe Saul is like becoming much more enamored with this idea of of religion if he hears these voices in his head whereas Mother, who's a very like you know, sort of staunch atheist, is also like has this like cr- the, the crater vibes of it all. You know, Campion, um, the original Campion, and you know, it's all like their beliefs are also being shattered. It's like yeah, you can't really put them in any particular like side or box at any moment, right. which is why it feels like they're also so like intrigued by one another,
1: yeah. Now, yeah it's really fascinating uh so uh he thinks that whoever programmed her did a hell of a job but he almost got this feeling that she actually you know believes what she's saying and actually cares about the kids uh but then he's like but then i remember that you blew up the entire arc and killed everyone on it including the kids you didn't take
3: so that's a big re- i it, part of me was like i assume that those were all the kids those yeah. are just the ones that she could find the rest of them it was thing crashed you know like uh the rest of them are dead but no these are like carefully selected children she took which is like pretty bad
1: it's not great uh and i i mean part of me wonders grace if it's because like she had the the generation two uh like sub programming that was never able to be followed upon because generation two uh was played with like snowballs uh, right. As we found out in Infected Memory, um, I believe that was the one. Maybe right before it, um, my memory already infected. Uh, that you know, maybe she's just like I only need you know six this kids. This is at how a many time. people we need to yeah. Six read, kids read at a them. time. That's all we need. Uh, so you took
3: Hunter, just <laughs> yeah. Of all <laughs> of them,
1: well, you know, Hunter's smart. got a high IQ. Very smart. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to know what she's been doing in the sim. It must have been pretty special in there. Is reality not good enough for you? he does this really weird, creepy thing where he pushes his face right up to hers. It's like, are you going to make out? What is he doing? Is he just like waiting? Like- is he testing to see if she's going to bite his face off? I don't know.
3: I didn't like this part. I didn't love it either.
1: Uh, yeah. Very creepy. This is one of those moments I remember watching the first time through and this being another moment that reiterated it for me of like, I'm terrified of Travis Femel uh, yeah. I think Travis Fimmel yeah. is like a that's <laughs> like a really scary energy yeah. to how he plays Marcus
3: don't get so close to my face Travis yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, certainly not anymore but like even before that's way
3: too close
1: you're in yeah. my airspace I don't uh, like it he comes out of the silo and there are soldiers right outside of the silo he says no one goes in there but me Grace yeah uh did, are these soldiers just not listening to anything that's happening in the silo did they not wait did you hear what they just they said is it atheist secret atheist. oh yeah it's
3: <laughs> so close yeah yeah speaking uh, of close
1: like they're definitely an earshot of that whole convo i feel not, like. i think
3: i think campion's in the one with the big hole in the window from when the monster or the creature yeah. was there so i don't know pretty soundproof silos maybe yeah yeah mm-hmm
1: uh so yeah good lucky lucky break but also i guess if they were well, told directly they would just be like nah it's a trick
3: well yeah later in the episode she's like that's not marcus yeah and, he's and an atheist he's, like, a, he's uh, really clever robot.
1: <laughs> it's like wow she's good almost believe that almost had me
3: fooled yeah
1: um so at the camp the mithraic have taken over and uh, poor little vita is just like watching them all pray uh she sees father father they fix you i am not your father please Two. take your hand off me
3: too much mean parents in this episode i don't like it i didn't like it at all in father's defense
1: that's not father that's just the guy who father once was i guess it's a, the a father's body because... but not father's fatherness father yeah but
3: from all the, the uh, from all the children's perspectives their parents suck this episode yeah There's all problem.
1: parents are bad here yeah uh, he's kind of in Terminator mode. One thing that is notable is his uh he's gonna be called what like twitchy finger at some point or trigger finger I think they call him because his finger is just twitching. so uh, one thing
3: I wanted to i I didn't have time to go back and like do this and I also don't even know how I would do this, but I so badly want to know if there's any like Morse code mm-hmm. in his tapping yeah um I, I just you feel know like... Morse code, grace. What Morris? Co- <laughs> he's yeah. Do you know guy. Morris code? <laughs> he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like, cause they like, they, you know, it's the way he's twitching. It feels like, yeah, there's probably a signal in there, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think worth noting that big Brained Hunter a few times is staring at father uh, mm-hmm. with this, you know, kind of loaded look. And I think that there are a couple of ways of interpreting how Hunter is looking at father. One is, I'm responsible for this. I called out that father was on top of the silo and I got him shot. And so the reason that he's this, you know, husk of himself and it's just a generic service Android again is because of me. And I feel bad about that, or I feel some kind of way about it. At least that's read. Number one read. Number two is Hunter with that 205 IQ is staring at the the twitchy finger and maybe piecing something together that the rest of us are not. Um, so I can't wait
3: till next episode where they're very clearly like Morse code. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So.
1: so, you know, who knows? Who knows? Just a couple of possible reads <clears> on the situation. <throat> um, Holly, once again, reminds us that she's on the show yep. uh, as uh, Lucius gives all the kids the pendants from the soldiers who, who died just enough so that everybody gets a pendant. Tempest doesn't want it. And Holly's saying, no, put it back on. You're going to curse yourself. Holly, true believer. Yeah. Holly, yeah, It would be better if you were just in the background. I think.
3: Uh, I like this tension here. Uh, you know, I again the like swaying of their beliefs all the time. You know, Vita's mm-hmm. very young and impressionable. Um, this is a lot of change for her. Um, but yeah, Tempest has like lots of reasons to not. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I kind of like that. There's somebody in this crew being like yeah but what if this is fine you know yep. what, what, we're being raised by androids what if now we just get raised by humans who cares if we have to be super religious i miss the wolves
1: uh yeah. holly is and tempest are very tense tempest is mad that holly didn't say anything because she knew that they were coming in advance because she was teamed up with hunter about uh-huh. it uh and so she kind of storms off and holly is telling Vita, listen saul is real yeah. Uh, you know, just don't, don't get it twisted. You got to wear that pen. it like, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I'm yeah, impressionable. So
3: yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, so yeah. So Hunter is looking at father, uh, twitching and tapping the bowl. Um, what is that all about? Uh, perhaps we'll find out someday. Um, Paul, little brilliant Paul, isn't just uh, an architect with holographic designs. He's making making a rock city, and the Mithraic are so impressed. Like, wow, we should call you Rock. Uh, (laughs) And Paul's like, oh, that's a good nickname. I was thinking about asking you to call me Rock, but I didn't think it was appropriate. They're like, good, we're glad you didn't, because if you had said that your name should be Rock, we wouldn't be able to call you that. Um, Yeah. uh they say uh he saw the city of mithras in his dreams and we asked him to show us and he just started building the city of mithras
3: do you know what i would have called it something i would have called it cleveland because uh-huh cleveland yeah Hawks.
1: uh-huh that's right <laughs> that's what i heard yeah Do-do-do-do.
3: ohio <laughs>
1: uh yeah. My God, I have a lot of thoughts about what uh Drew Carey would look like here on Kepler Twenty Two B. Drew Carey uh Drew. Android cameo would be pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so he's
3: like, Yeah, we're gonna live with Mithras dad. Look, there's the tower.
1: We'll see a bit. We can see for miles from the tower. It's gonna be great. And then everyone is looking at him like, Wow, perhaps the scriptures got it wrong. Perhaps the prophet isn't an orphan after
3: all. It's like, well, but uh a is little uh, orphan. Uh, uh. Maybe some, there are some orphan vibes. You just yeah. maybe, yeah, that's, you know.
1: Uh, Tempest, uh, you know, this is, you know, some things never change. Uh, yeah. Even in the future, even on a different planet, Grace, we still throw rocks at windows to get people's attention. Tempest uh, is very
3: good aim. She could have got aim. those nuts out of the tree.
1: Oh, my God. No question about it. She gets yeah. a rock through the window, gets Campion's attention. She brings him fungus. She gets the fungus in in a single shot.
3: is it right in. I wish Uh, I do wish we had to see like just ten minutes of her trying to get the like it just hit and it falls down and she picks it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. quick
1: montage. Yeah, Uh, no, she throws him the fungus. Good fungus. Good fungus. Uh, She says, "So they're gonna baptize you. Um, Just say
3: you love Saul. Just say you
1: love Saul. I don't love Saul. You don't have to love Saul, but you got to tell them that you love Saul. But I don't Uh, love Saul. He's like, I don't wanna do it. Yeah, you better call Saul." (laughs) uh and so she eventually leaves and campion's kind of alone with this idea of what am i going to do about all this except it turns out he's not totally alone he's hearing more voices um seems to be tally's voice once again right campion we miss you don't you miss us uh and there's another one of these little you know stick figures uh here to be uh, left, while well,
3: they've been left in the on the android. That's some other first. You know, she's chasing Talon, finds the pod. Um, yeah. Was
1: this here when he was locked up, or is this newly
3: here? I don't know. Uh,
1: and there's this sharp weapon that's in uh, the little stick figure, uh, and we're gonna see later on uh, some shades of uh, the burlap bandit as well, uh, or at least someone wearing burlap stuff. Uh, so uh, very intriguing stuff happening with the voices still continuing, especially, though, considering um, Mother, who we had speculated are these projections of Mother. She doesn't have her eyes in right now, yeah. Grace. Yeah. So
3: she's, uh, as far as we know, sort of like completely powered down, you know, it's yeah. powerless. Um, yeah. So perhaps could it be the Mother? eyes themselves? Do the eyes need who? Mother? Could be. Um, I mean, the other thing that I think is interesting here is like we know that she is a creation and not the only creation. Yeah. Um. So, are there other mothers? Are there other necromancers uh, who would presume would have the same powers that we know that mothers? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So he gets this like sort of uh, needle basically uh, to to hide away. The voices tell him kill your father and then we can all be
3: together. Do they mean like kill, kill father? Do they mean Uh, something else? I don't know. Father could also, you know, lots in they, I don't think specifically like Saul has been referred to as like the heavenly father, but Mm. certainly like in, you know, modern times, uh, I guess uh, in our modern times, uh, people refer to God as our heavenly father, you know, to kill your father. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, at the, we'll see later. He like does try to like if he actually did kill his father, he might have got might have go away, but yeah, he didn't. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, interesting. We'll we'll track that in a little bit. Uh, the Mithraic, they're building. Uh, what we come to find out is a church. Uh, early stages of a church, at least. Um. Uh, Hunter and Tempest get into it a little bit. Tempest is once again telling Hunter, "Don't tell everybody that I'm pregnant, please." Don't t- but he's like, you'll get special treatment. Don't you want the special treatment? She's like, I don't. And I would love for you to
3: stop talking. And Holly's like, can't hide it forever, Tempest. Everyone's just like, you mind if we tell everyone about your pregnancy? He's like, please, let me tell I'm, people when I would like to. I'm telling you, the Holly, you should have stayed in the background. We're coming the new Hunter. Holly Hunter! Holly Hunter!
1: <laughs> Holly Hunter! Listen, Tempest, you're going to have to tell people eventually. <laughs> You can't just hide it forever, Tempest. That's my Holly Hunter. How's that? pretty good. It's not I bad. Like it. Yeah. I listen to Tempest. Uh, Got to have you know, to talk about the Mithraic soul and all this <laughs> stuff. That's my Holly Hunter. I like it a lot. Uh-huh. No. Uh huh. Yeah. Holly Hunter should be on the show.
3: That would be inc- that'd be incredible.
1: Maybe yeah. you know what if we're shot calling this in season two, like the end of the first episode of season two was a big Holly It's Like I'm on camera trying to be as well. I'm, I'm on mother. I'm Holly that'd Hunter. Be great. Yeah, I love you're, Holly, you're, Holly, you're Holly. You're Hunter. Well, I'm Holly Hunter. I'm, <laughs> it just goes like Great twist. Really, really good. Really, really, really good twist. Uh. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to see what's happening in this church. Uh, we're going to see how Campion is going to uh, feel about all of the bells and whistles that the Mithraic want him to assume. And we're certainly going to see one thing that he's very unhappy about. Plus, a lot of drama around Marcus, or should I say the is, The Marcus I? Uh-huh. We'll figure it out when we come back from commercial. Stay tuned.
2: More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: All right, we are back. Uh, When we return, Paul and Sue are on a walk.
3: And look at this. Have they ever caught a creature? Have There's you like ever? A yeah, full, a full creature in there. Uh, but wait, didn't Father use the trap to behead
1: someone? So is they it did, the same trap that they then reuse? It's gotta be. Did Paul create multiple traps.
3: Uh, you know, I really love Paul. It could be either one. I think that either one is very impressive skills from Paul. He Making could have multiple
1: either... traps is probably consistent with the boy who just created the rock sculpture of Mithras. But uh, I also hope city. he's smart enough that,
3: like, I hope those aren't one-time use. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, true. So, true. True. So I, yeah, yeah. I kind of either read is fine by me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got the, one though. Look, we got it, mom. A aren't full, you proud? Full creature. They look so
1: creepy. They're yeah. great. Uh huh. They sure are. Uh, so uh, he's like, look what I got. We're gonna be able to. I made it because I didn't want to have to kill anything, and so we'll just kill it with the, from a distance. We don't have to watch. It's great. Uh. It's not good. And he's a campy, gave me the idea. He's vegan, <laughs> he likes fungus. Can we let him out?
3: Can we let my Go friend out of out jail?
1: Champion, please? Yeah, uh, and she's she, so like, Well, maybe I don't know. This is a challenging situation right now. And she's looking over the creature and says, One of these days, I'm gonna eat something that tastes good.
3: You, uh, you know, I, you know, I feel like Paul is so quick to be like, What do you mean wait tons of good stuff on earth? Like, that was so friggin' long ago, yeah. that was we- like.
1: We had pizza, Mom. We had pizza.
3: That was so long ago. Paul, uh, yeah. I feel like she's been, like, been ca- I think this is the writing here. A little. She's like, he, like, caught her in a lie. But, like, that was a long time ago that you ate real Earth food. Also, weren't you probably, or did, was food just a total non-issue even in
1: The Sim? Yeah, I feel I like know. if in The Sim, they're trying to simulate real life, uh, and if they've got they simulated pets and simulated playthings, do they not have a simulated pizza parlor?
3: I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like probably they're, like, hooked up to, like, nutrition tubes or something. You know? Oh,
1: sure, for the actual nutrition. But I feel like if you're supposed to simulate the sense memory of being yeah, alive and enjoying your life, are there not banquets? Do we not have, uh, you know, a feast or three? I don't know. Anyway. Perhaps. Anyway. My priority is showing up. Uh <laughs> Marcus and, uh, and Mother have another scene together uh, where he's talking about how he wants to reprogram her. She says that's not going to work. But he like collects a bowl of her milk blood and yep. insinuates that in his travails, he has learned a thing or two about how to, um, how to work with androids and how to reprocess androids to a certain degree. Um, she starts like psychoanalyzing him a little bit. So tell me about your uh, your parent abandonment issues. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, How would your parents die? It's a pretty great first yeah. question. It's people. a
1: good icebreaker here on kep 22B. Uh, yeah. She's like, you don't have what it takes to be a parent. You know, I'm a caregiver. I'm a mother. I'm literally mother. That's what they call me. That's what they call me. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, listen, lady, you lost. You know, whatever yeah. you say, it's not going to change this. Uh, and and she says well what that may be true but it's also not going to change the fact that you've only known war and destruction you know nothing about nurturing you're not equipped to raise a child you're more than you're nothing more than a lost boy lost Mm. boy mother once again with the with the the clapbacks. you low rent service model you lost boy. boy she's very good
3: yeah, yeah, she's so uh, sharp. She's sharp for a, you know an Android. She's sharp like, as one of
1: Paul's traps.
3: <laughs> That's right. Reusable. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh she's like bleeding out here, but she's still got her wits about her. He's just a little lost boy. And
1: Paul's like, stop it. Or no, not Paul. Marcus is like Paul is eventually like stop. Marcus says, Stop it, I don't like it. He goes outside, He's, she's not even human. What she's talking about, I'm gonna kill her, and then the voice is like, Nope. The voice rings in Marcus's head. Let her live and you shall be king of this world. Uh, Marcus doesn't like that he's hearing all of this stuff. And so when Paul comes up, he's like, Marcus, dad, hey, dad, dad, we're going to make a baptism for Paul. He's like, shut up, Paul. And I hate this. He Paul to the ground.
3: I hated this so much. Don't yeah. push Paul. Don't he push Paul. Paul. No pushing Paul. I don't like it at all.
1: He uh. pushes Paul. We don't like it at all. Uh, all of this for Saul. Uh <laughs> They're yeah. having a ball. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. But yeah, so yeah. Marcus is hearing these voices. He's very affected by the words of mother. He's very affected by the words in his head. And I think that there is a degree to which he is uh, he's very affected by his own actions with Paul. I think this is actually the reason later on Sue's going to punch him in the face, right? Um, yeah sorry this yeah. is the reason mm-hmm. sorry yes yep. i got
3: my timeline mixed up yeah
1: no I, I i was lost on it as well lost lost boy, boy. Yeah. Lost this boy. is a
3: peter pan spin up right this, should, this uh-huh. is uh-huh yeah. yeah marcus yeah. is the lost boy well yeah. i believe
1: that there was that scene where mother was uh touching marcus's face and she says it is you caleb <laughs> right. caleb it is you yeah uh and she lost her marbles. She just calls them eyes.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Is,
1: that's right. A sequel to hook. Yeah. Uh so what do we think about this? Let her live and you'll be the king of this world. Um, I don't like interesting.
3: This. I don't like it. I don't like I just want Marcus to not um want to be king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stop. This is bad. This is dangerous. It's
1: scary. Uh yeah. you know, it's definitely intensifying the 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 you know sort of the fear that he emanates his eminence emanates this fear well, uh yeah. yeah
3: and as we're talking about there's like these similarities between um marcus and mother and there's another one here where like he's cl- like when she you know puts her eyes in and goes into necromancer mode she's just, like flying around she's like capable of destruction i very much feel like there's this moment here where he comes out of the, of the silo again the guards not listening in um and uh and he like you know sort of like zoned out. He sort of, like, is push, you know, and he pushes uh, Paul away. There's very much this, like, um, you know, he's in his this own little world. He's in this, yep. like, zone. Um, yep. There's so many, yeah, there's a lot of similarities here between the, those two characters.
1: Um, so the Mithraic come for Campion, uh, who hides his weapon when they come to him, and Paul says, we're gonna lay out, Campion, you just gotta get baptized.
3: Come on, come, give me a little baptism. Campion says, no. I want nothing to do with your
1: religion anymore. I want my parents back.
3: They say, yeah, it's not yeah. happening. Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, come see not, Paul or yeah. come see Saul. Saul, Paul,
1: yeah, uh, that's what Paul says. And so they, they're going to take him to the church. This is the only way. Uh, the church, which has been built around this site, right? The city of Mithras, you can see, is there. So already the Mithraic are looking at Paul as uh, some kind of chosen one figure. I uh, love
3: Paul here. He's like, uh they yeah, kind of built a church. So this has got a roof. So I guess yeah. it's technically a church. Well, mm-hmm. it's we just got just have
1: to close up and then put it it's almost a church. Got a roof though, so yeah. Look what we made in like five days. It's not even it's like five <laughs> seconds. It's yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh and so they're gonna put uh Campion into the uh you know, you gotta you gotta sit down, you gotta say the stuff, you gotta repeat the recitations. Um and he gets through some of it. He's willing to like Swallows some proverbial creature meat uh, in order to keep himself alive.
3: It's no pizza, but...
1: But then he sees something very troubling. Uh, He sees the words S-P-I-R on one of the rocks, which is obviously the name of Spira, one of his sisters. And he notices that they have built this church partly using the headstones of his dead siblings and the cleric, uh, is like, oh, well, that's fine. I mean, they were atheists, they didn't have souls anyway. I was like, yeah, oh, that's a bad- you know, the
3: clerics. Oh, this no. is bad. Like, can't you just be like, oh, oops, like, sorry, we should have done, like, okay, first of all, there's very many bad moves here, first of all. You see the big uh, rocks with the names on it. Maybe don't use those. Don't ones take those. The, They're in like use. get rid. Like whatever. If you want to get rid of them, get, you know, not this is not me personally, but like I get it. If you don't want them, like, but don't put it right in the middle of. Don't use them to build the church. And then she's like, yeah, whatever. They're just soulless atheists anyway. And she's like, come on. At the baptism, <laughs> you're trying
1: to convince them yeah. to
3: like, uh, get baptized. Come on.
1: Come on. Come on, Claire. Clady. Come on. Yeah. But I want to give uh huge, huge, huge props to Winter McGrath as campion. I think he's so great here. Yes. Uh how he's like kind of like staring off in the distance. We don't know why he's not finis- finishing the recitation. And then when we see what he's reacting to, that they've desecrated the graves of his dead siblings. Yeah. Uh is so dark. And he just plays this so 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 well. Uh when he decides like I'm not doing this. I'm not going to swallow this proverbial creature meat. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to just eat fungus as far away from these people as possible. He runs away. Father grabs him and he stabs his father in the forearm. Um, Kill the father. It does nothing. Um, Does nothing. It does
3: nothing to father. He's like, uh, that's yeah. I'm better. You know, you think I'm a low end service model, but I can take a stab to the forearm.
1: I love that Sue cracks like this little smile as she's watching this. Um, you know, the, the, the spirit of an atheist, uh, I think she is, uh, she is minding or this sort of, even if it's not full, you know, pure, you know, atheism as she has experienced it in her life. Sue is at least seeing somebody who's, you know, not going to just take it from the Mithraic. Uh, and I think that that is probably something that is, uh, remarkably resonant within, within Sue. Sadly, Father does seem to be gone as Father brings Campion back to the silo. Uh, he takes the mm-hmm. weapon out of his arm uh, and just locks Campion away.
3: It's sad. I, be- I thought you were just faking, Father.
1: I hoped that you nope. were still in there. Nope. Alas, he's not. Um, this is when Marcus is alone, and he's having this vision of himself with the scalpel and his bandaged face, and he's looking at all of Tally's artwork on the walls, there's this one um, thing that has. There's this one cartoon that kind of has uh, these pillars and two men standing there, which feels like it sort of predicts the ending of the episode, right? Of the the Marcus versus Caleb battle. Yep. Um, yeah. So Sue shows up and punches Marcus. And says, Don't you ever touch Paul again, ever? Yeah. Uh, and I'm they're really getting into it. Of course. Yeah. Team Sue all the way here. Um, especially as Marcus is very cruel here where he says, you'd be dead if it weren't for me. You're not lucky. You're only alive because I have kept you alive. If you wanted to blow yourself up and kill Mithraic that way. You would not be alive here. If it were not for me.
3: Uh, I hate it. Cause I feel like I, I, I like Sue so much. I like Paul so much. I just like, and it feels so again, like, um you know, the moments where I don't like mother, when she's like a necromancy mode, uh, just like destroying, people um obviously there'd be no like conflict on the show it'd be a very boring show if they were like you guys all want to create humanity and like yeah sure they all just hang out you know it'd be a very boring show but this like slow like heel turn um to use a wrestling term for marcus is like it's so well done because i hate I hate Marcus so
1: freaking much in
3: the show. I hate him so, so much when he's like, you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for me. It's like, Guys, I hate you. You well, wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for her.
1: I think one of the things, like uh, there are a few things to track as to like, why are we at this point? Because I completely agree with you. And I think um, you come into the show and to some degree, especially I think the second episode of the show does a lot of work in getting you on Marcus and Sue's side. Mm-hmm. We don't like the Mithraic uh, particularly. Uh, and we don't, uh, certainly as the show goes, on we really don't seem to like them very much they have um a lot of really restrictive uh limited myopic attitudes towards life and who's worthy of it and who who has a soul and who does not Mm -hmm. um and i think seeing marcus and, and sue before they became marcus and sue and getting some stakes and understanding of what they endured um is really uh helpful to get you on their side to a certain extent. But the other thing that's happening is, and especially the way that they're interacting with his eminence and everything. But I think once Ambrose is gone and a little bit of power goes to Marcus's head, and his first move is like, you know, we're going to figure out how to kill the necromancer, even if we don't necessarily love um, mother's necromancy and are rightfully afraid of all of that, I think one of the things the show has done is the children have slowly become endeared at least to father and at least maybe are like getting some semblance of a bit of independent life away from what they had um, previously lived. It's not that way for everybody, certainly, um, you know, but there are some who are happier uh, in this situation. Happiness is a very relative term, but I feel like we've kind of like passed through and especially seeing the Mithraic in this space, I think, Um, seeing the Mithraic walking around and desecrating um, the the home that Campion has known his entire life and so much of it is filtered through Campion's lens, which I think is very smart because he's very steadily a character to root for uh, yep. so throughout all of this um, and watching how they've not only invaded the space, but have, um, you know, uh, de- desecrated graves. They've changed father. They have chained mother. Um, I think that all of that through Campion as something of the linchpin. It's hard to be on board anymore with Marcus. Uh, And I think Sue, it's easier to be on board with right now. She seems to be kind of on board with Campion, at least to an extent. Uh, And of course, anyone who is, you know, uh, standing up against somebody who's going to push a kid to the ground, I think it's somebody that you're going to be on board with uh, much more easily. So yeah, Marcus is isolating himself. And I think the other thing that where he really loses you in this episode is the ending of basically, you know, having this interpretation of this weird Dangerous, deadly moment that happens to him out in the forest. Uh uh, You know, you know, interpreting that as it's me—I'm the chosen one. You can't anoint yourself, Uh, and so whether it's earwig stuff or something else going on with Marcus, it's clearly all gone to his head. And that is, you know, a person who is, you know, virtually impossible to root for moving forward. Um, And
3: I think the this slow turn of that—I do think like the Mithraic. I don't know. I might be like totally missing some stuff. Like obviously, like the 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 previous eminence, he sucks. Uh, you know, like um, he's very like selfish, clearly. But there's not a ton of stuff other than that we know that these two sides are like at war, and maybe they treat androids a little poorer, maybe a lot poorer than um, atheists would. But really, there's not a ton that I feel like from up until this episode where you're like, oh, the Mithraic like a hundred percent are bad. Even I would say they're hundred percent bad but certainly yeah, the desecration of like the tombstones and all that stuff it's like very much in this episode you're like oh yeah they kind of they do suck and I think it comes at a good time of like um, at the same time we're sort of seeing like Marcus enraptured in all of it Um, I think the timing of that is all pretty good because I feel like up to this point it's a little bit like yeah there's like no nobody on either side it's like 100% good 100% bad I think that's like certainly still true Um, but yeah I just think it's uh, you know the pacing I think has been very good in this first season
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely agreed. Um, Marcus is going to come to father. Hey, pops, I need your help. I love he calls them pops. I love it. Uh, So, pop, pop, father is going (laughs) to come to mother and cut her down, and she's at first excited. Yes, father, free me! Unbelievable! So great! This is what. Oh, you're you're not there. You're not here otherwise
3: to process your requests.
1: Yeah, she's very sad about this. Um, in the other silo, it's just Campion, except it's not just Campion. Uh, we hear the voice again of Tally, and this time we also see a figure crawling down from the ceiling on the creature rope. Uh, and it appears to be the burlap bandit to my eyes. Did you see oh, it the same
3: way? Yeah, I thought for sure it was the burlap mm-hmm. bandit. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Campion, uh, openly speculating, doing some theorizing of his own. I love it when people theorize on the show, like when Marcus is like, Maybe it's the earwig, uh, yeah, yeah. and Campion here being, Can I see you because you fell into the wormhole and that's why I can only see you but not the other ones? It's <laughs> good, that's good, yeah, that's a good theory, uh, that's really fun. Uh, and so she's telling him, You're all alone now, look outside and see. Uh, and she also, uh, if this is tally, if this is the burlap bandit, or some combination, or some permutation of the of the two things, whatever this is, cuts down the rope. The creature drops from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Campion does go and look at looks outside a window, and he sees father dragging mother away. Um, Th- yeah, has this, this, this reignited totally, any yeah. theories for you, Grace? Well,
3: this is what I was saying. I've, I I again, like I don't think we've talked earlier before. It's like is the ta- are the tally like images? Is that mother and then the more we're here like she's literally being dragged away she doesn't have her eyes in so like there could be ways in which she's able to access powers that's like she doesn't even know she's doing even when she doesn't have her eyes in but to me um you know a strong theory you when we first saw the burlap bandit um when they moved the trackers and and you were like it feels very androidy to me right um like i certainly feel like it doesn't that person doesn't move in the same way that like mother does, but certainly you could see this. Like to me, the thing I wondered is like, uh, is it like some other version of mother, right? Like, and not mother, like whether it's, you know, I think it'd be a little much to be like, Oh, it's the same actor, you know, playing the same, but like a version of a necromancer who is, um, is, is the same power build. That's like how that, how that Android got on this planet. I have no idea, but, um, an android of the level of mother i think would be interesting to put on the board i'm
1: trying to think about um the timeline of when we started seeing the burlap bandit and when we started hearing voices of tally um is that if that predates the ark then could something have you know survived the ark crash and this is now uh out and about in the in the in the wild of 20 of kepler 22b the only
3: thing of it being on the arc is like aren't isn't somebody at some point just being like gosh i really wish like uh we didn't lose our necromancer that would be good to fight yeah that would be
1: yeah i mean like but if it's some other type of android or i mean even then i think like a lot of the conversation that we do get treated to you know a show doesn't, like, you know, uh, and, and you know, to always, as always, bring this back to Lost. You know, Lost ended up getting, like, kind of dinged up when they started trying to bring in people from the background of Oceanic 815 into right. the storyline who hadn't been there the whole time. Literally the
3: back, like, they were on the back. Of, uh, you yeah. know, and yeah. so, like,
1: there's there's, like, a degree to which... I think like we don't need to know every single conversation that's happening between every single character on the show. And I think like the stuff that they've been talking about in the Mithraic side of things are much more about the urgency of their situation and sort of the big signs. And and also where's Paul and where are the kids that, you know, they didn't need to have a conversation about some, you know, how much did they lose? They lost so much. It's just, you know, like we have to talk about that one robot that would be super useful to have. Like, I I could forgive the show if they didn't want to give us that.
3: I always Um, go back and forth between how much do I want you to know as a show creator? Like, how much do I want you to have plotted out and know where you're going versus there is a thing that can happen where, like, something just works better than you thought, you know? And, like, not to the extent that, like, you know, if a character's, like, arc in what you had planned is meant for them to, like, die off, but they're, like, very, very good, and you're like, yeah, I'd love to have them on, like, all five seasons of this show versus, like, they're supposed to die at the end of You know, I I, I don't know. I'm, like, um I very much like when I know that they have, like, mapped it out and planned it out um and so sometimes with this kind of stuff where you're like oh there's also something else although this is something they've built in from season one right the burlap band that is there from season one so needs to be an explanation i wonder if it's more like mars rovery like why did they pick kepler 22b right Right. they had to and you know they talk about like scouting it out but like did they actually did somebody scout it out in a way that uh is we're going to send you as an android to go to kepler 22b you lose you know something like that much more than i'm thinking like oh this piece of the arc you know They're over there or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll go. I I love the show. I'll go along the ride wherever they take me, but.
1: I think that tracks a lot of like, we sent something out there. It didn't come back. This is here, you know, um, lots of different theories. I don't remember if this is answered in season one or not. Uh, So uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll keep watching uh, very authentically trying to figure this thing out. Um, Marcus and father are dragging the necromancer away. Lucius comes up in the night. Hey, what are you doing? You get you, you want, you don't want to do that tomorrow. Uh Mark's like, no, I gotta do it tonight. Uh can I come? And Marcus nah. Says, ah nah. Nah, uh, I got this.
3: Says, uh I got father. Yeah. Here, mother so. says,
1: hey, you know that's not Marcus, right? That's <laughs> this guy here, isn't Marcus? That's not Marcus. You know, not smartest, you know who's not as smart as
3: you know who's not as smart as Hunter? Lucius. Lucius.
1: <laughs> he, he He might be the dumbest character on the show.
3: <laughs> I I glaring like, warning I,
1: signs I, for Lucius <laughs> left and right throughout this show uh You know, so like weird. So you I... didn't know the
3: lullaby, Marcus. I found all these red flags. Do you know what I? Should yeah, do? what do, like, I, what do, do I do these with red these red flags? Oh, oh yeah, just them... bear. Okay, if, actually, if you could raise one of them in the church, that would be great. We could put up a red flag. Okay, 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 okay
1: great, cool. Why don't you just cool. go recolor that red flag white if you don't mind? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Just okay. use some of the I, I there's some milk blood in the salad. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. Great.
3: Lucius, see, so I I thought I Lucius, remember. Lucius, I
1: think my son could use some help with his
3: art. Pro- oh, cool. I'll help. Cool. I'll, I'll go. I thought I was going to really like Lucius. I thought I remember liking Lucius. He's so, so
1: dumb. Yeah. I kind of love him. I think I love kind him of, too. I, I he's, he's very kind endearing. Of great. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll just go help him in the the, the arts and crafts. Like, sure, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, no cool. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. he's so great. He's like, oh, they're so clever, these machines. Oh, the what, a, what, a, machines. what a tricky little machine. What a tricky little machine. What a Mithraic <laughs> engineering, huh? It
3: is weird he yeah. didn't remember anything about killing my father, but... Yeah, you know. and I told yeah. you
1: that whole story. You're like, there's nothing else to add. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, Lucius. Man. Um, Tempest is watching from a distance as Mother is being dragged away. We will come to find that she is going to follow them uh, into, the, into the woods. Uh, and so do the creatures, it seems. You know, many points are descending upon the one spot. Uh, and... Mother is going to be telling Marcus along the way, basically vouching for both father and Campion, thinking that, you know, this is the end. She doesn't have much else left. Uh, she's run out of time. Um, so she's saying the service model is not going to disappoint you. He was my equal. He will not let you down. It's like, wow, couldn't have said that while he was alive, mother.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't it always seem to go. You don't. Uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone.
3: Uh, yeah, they want to build paradise.
1: Yeah, they paved Kepler 22b. <laughs> put up yeah. a Mithraic <laughs> church. <laughs> Ooh, up, up, up. And so she says, look after Campion too. He's clever, he's resourceful, he'll be an asset to you. Marx is just not talking back because he's trying yeah. to defy whether this is, you know. I think no matter what this is, there's some, you know, you know, the word programming works here, right? Like there's some measure of programming that's happening within Marcus right now, whether that's artificial or godly. uh, A creator
3: has given them orders that they are following. I mean, he is trying not to follow it blindly, but, you know, and, you know, he has his eyes in. Mother does not have her eyes in, but certainly they both seem to be like blindly following these orders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I guess he, he does try to tell her now, but. Yeah. Throw her in the hole. Throw her in the hole. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so uh, mother's thanking father. Thank you for all you've, you've done for me and the children and serving alongside you enriched the mission. Father says nothing in response, but his finger is still twitching. Yep. Um, and when he pushes her into the hole, he holds tight to the rope uh yeah. and you know prevents her from plummeting to her doom so something within father is keeping mother alive right now
3: um the other thing i want to say as he's she's being dragged and tempest is trying to follow the them and then she kind of like sees the creature she stops did it was it me is is she like leaking milk and so it's leaving like a milk trail was uh-huh. that? Did I catch that? Yeah. Um. Because I milk thought that, bread that was breadcrumbs. I thought that was very clever for, for yeah. her to be like just leaking milk, and then Tempest can follow the milk trail. Yeah. That was like. You think clever. she's
1: doing that intentionally so that Tempest can follow um, her?
3: No, I don't think so. I think that, that it's like Tempest I just stability, yeah. I just think it's a clever thing that like yeah, she bleeds milk and uh, they can like kind of like a blood trail, but like you know, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was very good. Well, something to
1: keep into uh you know to take into account considering mother is going to escape what seems to be certain doom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she grabs onto the rope. Uh, and as this is all happening and Marcus is getting these words again, let her live, let her live, a figure approaches and it's Caleb. It's yeah. the that, the original actor who plays the Marcus character. And there's the, the choreography of this fight is so cool, Grace. It's just like this total shadow dance yep. uh, of these two the- people mirroring each other.
3: Yeah, it's very good. Uh, poor Jack Hawkins, who uh, was like, hey, you want to be on HBO? It's-, it's called Raised by Wolves. You can play Mark. You can play Caleb. It's great. I'm like, right, yeah. you're gonna be in two episodes. Yeah, you'll be in uh, a couple episodes. Travis is gonna steal your face. So, yeah,
1: he gets yeah. to wear your face. But I mean uh he gets a cool you know it is really cool he's earning his paycheck here uh you know the it's definitely like this sort of like deadly dance that's happening here where marcus keeps hearing let her live let her live and it seems that no matter what marcus does caleb is just matching you know him blow for blow uh and no one is able to get the upper hand on the other one until Caleb is able to stab Marcus, um, yeah. but when we get a different angle on it, I think when we get father's angle on it, effectively, yeah, or is it looking, mother's
3: angle. I think it's when mother mother gets uh, she climbs the rope, she gets up and she's like standing beside. They both look over, and you just see Caleb standing all
1: alone. Yeah, uh, as Marcus, right with his yeah, with sorry. his current face, and he yeah. drops to his knees, yeah. and it looks like no one was ever there, and it looks like he has like stabbed himself um, in the gut um but is that, is that what happened or uh did you know some very 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 fast android show up and disappeared are there ghosts here we uh, don't really know what's going
3: on yeah this is a weird one too this one feels the most like uh gosh if he just like stabbed himself it's... yeah pretty wild it's a uh, very
1: existential thing that's going on here uh, i you yeah.
3: know what i actually get it because when i was a young child i loved pro wrestling uh-huh. um and i would fake choreograph my wrestling fights you know i don't have anybody to fight against you said to do what you're saying. so I, yeah i've given myself like a you know a ddt you know it's yeah, happens it sure. happens uh, marcus i get it
1: yeah yeah uh i'm, I'm gonna just believe you Uh, (laughs) okay great i I choose i choose to believe that with with my whole heart great um marcus is he's not doing great uh and this whole scene is really compelling to me and we will we will follow it down the line even though he's not doing great marcus is gonna have a certain interpretation of what happened here uh he saw the dance uh, very, um, oh gosh, what is that uh, Alex Garland movie, Annihilation, right? Uh-huh. You know, very, uh, this big annihilation moment that happens here. Uh, and back at camp, uh, as Paul uh, is adding more rocks to the city of Mithras, uh, he finds that Mouse is still alive. In the city, that's very convenient. Mouse is in great. the city, he's hiding behind the rocks. How has Mouse survived this long, by the way? No one has food. Mm. How is mouse? Is mouse just going hungry? Maybe he's What's radioactive
3: eating? now. He ate the carbos, and nobody else is eating.
1: Uh, yeah. Maybe that's good for the mice.
3: Could be in the silo, you know, the walls of the silo. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: nibbling at the creature.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mouse uh, is alive. Paul brings. Look, Mom, mouse. mouse. Uh, Where did you find the mouse? He's hiding. You sure was just hiding in the wall? I don't know. She goes. I don't know. I don't uh, know. It's really cute. And then Marcus is brought back. Uh. There's a lot of commotion at camp. He's been deeply injured. Sue goes immediately, you know, let's drop grudges. Let's just get into medic mode. Uh, Marcus has the scalpel, it's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, certainly, either he got one over on the vision, or yes, he did do this to himself. Uh, and Sue's saying, We got to heal you up, and it's time to get out of here. We got to haul ass to the tropical zone. But yep. Marcus says, "We're not going. We're going nowhere." That's my only <laughs> wrestling quote that I've got for you. Yeah,
3: it was a good match. It was a pretty good yeah. match, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Marcus is ready. Uh... <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, Bonesaw McGrath, uh, who plays uh, Campion, uh, he's going to say that the prophecy about the orphan boy in the empty land—it's not Paul. It's not the atheist. It me. I'm the prophet. He told me. He told me. Um, So we end this episode on this very, very ominous note for Marcus. Uh, We end this episode with uh, Mother is in the Wind. The Necromancer is once again on the loose. Uh, No wise, though. No eyes, but she is at least, uh, you know, free from the Mithraic, uh, though she is bleeding badly. So who knows if people are going to be able to follow her there. Um, father still seems to be, uh, you know, what we've seen of him in this episode. What's up with that twitchy finger? Perhaps we'll find out. Uh, Do we see
3: him when he comes back with Marcus?
1: Not to my memory. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, I, I'm assuming. But, uh don't truly recall. Uh, so there's a lot going on here as we are continuing to build towards the climax of season one. That's Faces. Episode eight coming our way is called Mass, uh, as in AJ. <laughs>
3: Right. Uh. Again, I. I said this. Uh. I. You know. I. I really love the first few episodes. I do feel like. Uh, certainly. I think. Kind of episode five to me is where it really picked up. Where it's like, okay, yeah, this is like, this is good. I feel like the last. Uh. Three. Uh, five, six, seven have been really strong episodes. I feel like the pacing is really good, and yet there's still like three more episodes to go. Um. And again, I don't really remember a ton, so I'm very excited to see how. And it, yeah, it feels like. Um. i like, there's a certain sections of the show are like yeah we're like hanging out at camp wolf they're all fun and now like i don't know i feel like um now they're like everybody's in different places i don't know it's very exciting uh
1: so we're once again sort of scattered to a certain degree which i think is good it was great to have an episode where all forces were kind of coalescing around one point but now we're we're branching out again uh i do think that that's fun and i do love that still the, the mithraic are in charge of camp wolf the kids are still there kids still have time to kind of decide what do they want and what do they want out of all of this Um, So all of that remains uh, in development here as we move into Mass. Um, I remember bits of this next episode and to my memory, a uh, bit of a wild one coming up. Uh, I,
3: I There's a thing, I yes, there's there a I mean, thing that I remember, yes.
1: Not that this has not been the case all season long, but I do believe there is some uh, true, truly insane shenanigans afoot for the rest of season one. Uh, yeah. So really, really excited to be in uh, these final three episodes of season one before we start moving into season two. Make Agreed. sure you don't miss any of it, folks. Post recaps.com slash wolves to get the RSS link for our Raised by Wolves podcast. Podcast feed, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, your ratings and reviews. So greatly appreciated. If you'd like to talk more about raised by wolves with myself and Grace, you could tweet at us uh, at high from grace is Grace. I am at Round Howard. You can hang out with us in the post your recaps Patreon Discord if you wish. Patreon.com slash post your recap. Sign up at any level. You get Discord access. We would love to talk to you about Raised by Wolves and so much more. Um, grace, anything else?
3: No, so excited to keep going on this journey. We're like in sort of the last little, uh, you know, the uh, last few episodes here. Last the, little the season harp. one
1: stretch. And I'll tell you, I keep signing into HBO Max and I see like Raised by Wolf season two premiere. Don't you I want know. to click it? And I say, yes, I do. Uh, I would love to click that. Do but you know I what can't. I, you
3: know what I keep having? I need to uh, take on my eyes like mother. There's new, um, epi- there's new like concept the art for the show. Yes. And yes. I keep being like, I don't want to know. I want to see I don't that. I want to know what you're promoting, who's yeah. in the picture. I don't want to know any of that. I'm no.
1: so excited to no longer have to be in a position where I must take my eyes out, uh, and uh, to to put my eyes on season two is going to be a truly delightful, uh, delightful time. Uh, we are going to keep pushing with season one. In the meantime, we will be back next with episode eight of season one. Mass. Until then, everybody, take care and oh.